This episode of The Shalene Show is a special episode brought to you by marketingimpactacademy.com. It's an online school that we open up registration to just once a year. If you want to know how to run an online business and you are not tech savvy, if you want to build a better online business, if you don't want to be a slave to your laptop or your phone or to feel like you're constantly on social media, if you don't want to waste a ton of money developing websites or, or spending money on SEO experts, I invite you to check out marketingimpactacademy.com. And if we have already closed registration by the time you hear this message, don't worry, we'll put you on our list and you'll be first to be notified when we open up registration next year. To learn more and to take advantage of my free teaching videos, go to marketingimpactacademy.com. And of course, I'll include a link in my show notes. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. The median cost to become a dentist, somewhere between $150,000 and $175,000. That's for a public school. And private school, somewhere between $350,000 and $400,000. And that doesn't include undergraduate degrees. My special guest today is Dr. Sarah Solomon. Like most other doctors, she invested eight years of her life to become a dentist and has practiced and specialized for the last 10 years. And in the last 13 months, her income from a hobby has replaced her income as a dentist. What a dilemma. What would you do? If you were a doctor who is now earning more with your hobby, with your fun thing, the thing that you love, I stumbled upon Dr. Sarah Solomon one day while I was scrolling through YouTube. I watched several of her videos and quickly realized I was addicted, hooked. I became a fan. I had no idea that she was one of my students in the Marketing Impact Academy. Just 13 months ago, she started her own online business. And now she's facing a serious dilemma. Her passion, her hobby, the thing that she's done for years just for fun, has suddenly replaced the income that she's been earning as a dentist. What would you do? Could you let go of the prestige and the influence and and the reputation that goes along with being a doctor, a dentist, to pursue an online business? What if just 13 months later, the income from your hobby, the, the thing that you were doing for fun because you were passionate about it, because you loved it, what if that thing was now making more money than your full-time career, your profession? Could you walk away from being a doctor? Would you be okay with it? Would you be able to say, I'm no longer a dentist? I'm operating a part-time internet business selling ebooks? Could you do that? Or would you hold on to the reputation and the prestige that comes with being able to tell people, I'm a dentist? This is Sarah's story. Is this your first podcast interview? I've never done this before. You're like a pod virgin. I am. This is cool. I have fallen in love with watching your YouTube videos. I think they're hysterical. And the first time I clicked on one, not even sure which video, but I clicked on it because you had these amazing abs, right? And it said something about HIT or Tabata, one of those things. And then I watched the video and what made me fall in love and become addicted is how flippin' real and how funny you are. Oh, thanks, Shalene. You know, I think I'm one of the few people who actually says what I'm really <laughs> thinking during a workout. Most of the time it's just grunting and like, is it done yet? That's what's real about it is I think so many people are like, 
I don't know. They're all caught up. I even myself, I'm like caught up in things being perfect, and and you just keep all those bloopers in there, and it's it's so refreshing and reassuring. Reassuring, like as a woman, you know. There's this thing with women who have amazing bodies and are really beautiful, and I don't know what it is, but we kind of want to hate them, right? You know, yeah. you you just kind of want to go, oh, I I hope that they're really unfriendly because just it wouldn't be fair if they weren't. And so when you see someone who has a physique like yours and is beautiful like you are, and hello, you're a doctor, like I really need to hate you, except that when I watch you, I'm like, I adore her because you're so funny and down to earth and self-deprecating, but in a really uplifting kind of way. That's why you have the following that you do and that you attract people who are looking for someone just like you. You know, it's really true that you are saying that because when I first started, I was trying to be the perfect fitness archetype. I was trying to follow that mold and I was an epic fail. And it wasn't (laughs) until I actually started featuring the outtakes in my footage that I started to do well. And then I realized, well, why don't I just be myself instead of trying to pretend to be what I think everybody wants me to be? And when I started doing that, that's when things started to take off for me. Well, what's what's really cool for me is, you know, when I watched your videos and I saw, oh, she's a doctor. I wonder what kind of a doctor she is. And then I watched enough videos and I put two and two together and realized you're a dentist. Okay, so I I have to know the story. Who are you? What are you? How did this happen? (laughs) <laughs> what are you? I think my parents are still asking that question to this day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I am indeed a dentist. I mostly do root canals now, molar root canals. Um, I think it's because I like a challenge. And I think that's why I fell in love with root canals. I did start out as a physiotherapist. I did my bachelor of science in physical therapy at McGill University in Montreal. And that's when I first started to notice how much I enjoyed fitness and injury management. And I did my personal training certification at that time as part of my physiotherapy training. But then what ended up happening is I applied to dental school at McGill and I got in. So I ended up doing dentistry and I come from... I guess, a bit of a genetic dental background. My father's Mm. an orthodontist. So that's kind of how I just grew up surrounded by it all the time. And it's how that kind of just came to fruition. I'm very artistic and I like to work with my hands. So dentistry gave me that artistry as well as being able to incorporate the medicine and the interaction with people that I truly enjoy. So dentistry seemed like the right choice for me at that time in my life. And I graduated in 2005. So I've been a dentist for 10 years now. But after I graduated dental school, I had put on weight because all you do is study. Sure. And you study sitting down with like a bag of like wheat thins. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did is I joined a gym after I graduated dental school and I fell in love with spinning. And literally a few months later, I became a spinning instructor. That's when I started doing fitness competing. I competed nine times. So that's pretty much how the whole fitness thing started happening. And it's kind of ironic because my hobby ended up becoming my career. Meaning fitness was your hobby? It was my hobby, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. That was the problem. So I was still practicing dentistry five days a week. Now I'm practicing dentistry part-time and obviously my hobby, my passion, which is fitness, has become my full-time career. We are soul sisters. Um, One of the reasons why I had a difficult time making that transition mentally is because I felt like you know, I was supposed to be a lawyer. Everyone's expecting me to go to law school. 
I didn't want to let people's expectations of me down. I also didn't want to feel like it was like fitness didn't sound important enough. You know, so I was worried that I was going to disappoint people. Like I, I wanted my parents to be able to go, oh, yes, our daughter's a lawyer. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And I I really want my dad to listen to this. That's been really hard for me because, I mean, my sister's a board certified dermatologist. She has a PhD. I mean, I come from a very academic family. And so I think it's been very hard for them to try and wrap their head around the notion that their daughter is a dentist and a physiotherapist and she wants to do fitness. So that's been definitely a challenge. And it's been hard for me to, to even make that choice to leave dentistry. I haven't left it completely. I do still practice part-time. But to, to obviously transition over more to fitness has been one of the probably craziest things I've ever done in my parents' perception. Because how do you give up something that's so solid and so well-recognized? You know, you're put on a pedestal by society. How do you do that to suddenly say, yeah, I want to do fitness? Yeah. And it's that story that we tell ourselves that I'm important. I'm valued in my family's eyes and society's eyes because I'm doing this thing that supposedly is more respected in our society. But then when you think about it, you're changing lives, you know, and it's a weird thing. And, you know, you and I can talk about it some other time, but I know there are people listening right now who are resisting making that jump themselves because they feel like, well, is is what I want to do. And maybe it's not fitness. Maybe it's, you know, to become a professional quilter. I don't know. But whatever it is that they're super passionate about, they're worried that they will let somebody down because they've told themselves a story. I'm supposed to be the fill in the blank. Exactly. And it wasn't until I, I took your Marketing Impact Academy course, and it wasn't until I listened to you share your story on that, that I started to realize this is actually okay. There's nothing wrong with following a passion and wanting to live a dream. And I mean, look at how many years it took me to become a dentist. I had to go to university for eight years. And then I've been practicing for 10 years and it took me a while to really hone my skill. Um, I'm truly motivated. And that's why I took your course, because I know that I can have success in anything I do as long as I put my mind to it. I have to ask you, when did you realize this is something that could actually be a business, this hobby of mine? I know we were just mentioning Natalie Min from um, FMI. She said to me, Sarah, you have a massive following. You have all of this free content and you haven't monetized any of it. She was the first person who started to explain to me what I could do to actually monetize this because I had to make a choice between doing this passion of mine or going back to dentistry full time because mm. I actually have to pay my bills. Right. She pointed me towards you. And that's when I started your course. And that's what truly changed my game. And that's what trips me out. But it's like, yes, it's like proof in the universe. I always say that you've, you've got to just so boldly be exactly who you are when you're hanging out with your friends and making them laugh and super comfortable. If you are boldly that person, you're going to attract more of those people to you. What I love about you and I, the first time that we've ever spoke was today, but yes. I've watched your videos forever. And the first time I watched a video, I'm like, I don't know who this is, but she's freaking hysterical. I showed my mom the videos. I'm like, I just love this girl. She's so funny. And the reason why is because I knew who you were from your videos. You didn't like try to pretend to be perfect. You're just probably who I would see if I came over in my sweatpants at nine o'clock at night. 
Oh, exactly. What you see with me and my mom, it's and like my cats in the videos, <laughs> this is actually what's happening in real life. Like I told you what ended up happening is I ended up just putting all the outtakes, like the stuff that we were like, oh, we have to edit that out. I actually started putting that in to the videos and I realized this is the golden stuff. Okay, so let's walk people back through. Okay, so you're a dentist, lottie dottie, and you're like at the office, you are the doctor, and and then you're doing some fitness stuff on the side. How does this turn into where you are today? The answer to that in one word is tenacity. Okay, but what does it start with? Are you like, did you post a video? Did you write a blog? I have to say it started with a Facebook fan page in 2009, the summer of 2009, and at the time, my trainer who was preparing me for a fitness competition said to me, you should start a fitness fan page. And I said, no, nobody will join it. Only my sister will like it. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I can't put myself out there. What if my patients see it? So I begrudgingly launched the fan page. I called it Sarah Solomon Fitness Page back then because I didn't dare put doctor in front of it. I didn't mm. want anybody to think that a dentist was doing fitness. Oh, my goodness. That's just so taboo. I launched that page and... I just couldn't believe the positive interactions that were happening with this page. People were watching my fitness journey to stage. They were seeing what I was eating. And and I just started posting videos on YouTube. And it's hilarious. I was actually looking at some of my original YouTube videos that I've saved in my time capsule the other day. <laughs> I was trying so hard to be like, imagine like a professional dentist in an operatory. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to take who I am in the operatory and put it into a fitness YouTube video. And it was... a epic fail. It just was awful. What is an operatory? Uh, where I do the dentistry, like the room where I do the dentistry. Okay. I was just, I was just so uptight. Like, you know, like when you're watching somebody and they make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Because they're so like stressed out and nervous. That's what I was back then. And, uh, I ended up having to mostly just do silent videos and play music <laughs> to most of them. <laughs> so then back then you're you're just kind of like letting people follow your journey. You're not yeah. you're not selling anything, you're not coaching people, you're not No. Okay. And and so then when do you start creating YouTube videos where you're, you're actually coaching people or offering something as a product or service? What happened um, is Oxygen Magazine actually approached me and asked me if I would write a blog for them. Now, how did that happen? Because I'm a dentist. They thought that was peculiar. Ah. So they thought, well, what if you wrote a blog called Work, Train, Comp Compete, where you teach people how it is that you're able to be a busy dentist by day and then figure out how to incorporate healthy living, fitness lifestyle, and competing at the same time. So I wrote this blog for them for a year, and I started to realize, wow, you know, I'm writing all this stuff. People seem to like it. So I just kept writing more stuff and I decided to launch a website. So that's how drsarahsalman.com came to be. And I just was posting like recipes, workouts, anything. I was just posting information. Well, let's plug it right now. Spell both names, Sarah and Solomon for people. So it's S-A-R-A and Solomon is all O's, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, and it's D-R-S-A-R-A-S-O-L-O-M-O-N.com. Very good. Hey, and that's a tip for people. If you have a difficult or a common name that could be spelled like five different ways, like what you just said, it's all O's, people won't forget that. Exactly. Great. Okay, so you start this website, you start blogging about it, people are digging it, and then what's the first thing that you offer? And you're like, wait a second. There's income here. I actually didn't monetize my my website until about 
13 months ago. Isn't that crazy? I started all this in 2009 and I didn't monetize until 13 months ago. That's when I started to put together an email management, you call it the CRM, the email Mm -hmm. management system, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, well, why don't I start compartmentalizing everything? I can do an email opt-in for all my recipes and they can get a a recipe to their email, you know, once a week. And I thought, well, then why don't I also do this for my intermittent fasting tutorials so they can get an intermittent fasting tutorial once a week to their inbox. And then I did it for the workouts. I'm like, well, I made 50. Who does that? Who makes free, 50 free workout videos? Somebody who loves doing what they do. So I decided, okay, well, let's make this into the 50dayhomeworkoutchallenge.com. And so they get a workout to their inbox every single day. So I've created these incredible freemiums. So everything that I did between 2009 and 2013 was not at all a waste of time because I basically put together incredible freemiums and I didn't even know it. And for those people who are listening and you don't have an online business, maybe you are working full time, what we refer to as freemiums are are something where it's like you've created kind of a how-to or a tutorial or a cheat sheet or something that's knowledge or something else other people would want. We call it a freemium because it's like a free gift. It's a premium gift though. So to go and receive a free tutorial on basically how to do intermittent fasting and to receive that from a doctor, someone who has the results the know-how, and, and to, to receive that tutorial, what they'll do in exchange for that that tutorial is give Sarah their email address. And so there's this exchange where you're like, dang, I got this awesome thing. And all I had to do is like give you my email address. And what happens is someone gets that intermittent fasting tutorial and they get results and they get a taste of who you are and they tend to fall in love with you or not. But those who do, they're like, I love this person. I can't believe I got this for free. And it creates this feeling of almost like reciprocity. Like, I really, I want to do something nice for this person. Like, I I like them. They've been helping me. And so that's one of the best ways to turn someone into a lifer is to just give and give and give so that people are like, I can't believe I'm getting all of this for free. Other people are charging for this. And then ultimately, you can begin to charge for things. So Sarah, what was the first thing you started um, charging for? That's when Natalie Min said to me, okay, now your next step is to make a premium, which mm-hmm. is obviously a product that, that they would pay for. She's like, why don't you make some ebooks? Okay, I can do that. I got to work. By December, I had given her three ebooks to put together into graphic design. And now I have five ebooks. I pulled that off in about six months. Wow. Five different ebooks. I ended up launching two recipe books and three books about intermittent fasting. And one of them is the, the huge theory book. It took me two years to write it. It's 400 pages of everything you could possibly want to know. It's a review of the literature on intermittent fasting. Okay, how much is that book? Because I need to buy it. Um, that book is, I believe it's $49.99, okay. that book. And there's the Kickstart book, which I recommend for most people because it's just the immediate practical guide to get you rocking and rolling with intermittent fasting and flexible dieting. And that's Fat Loss Fast number one. And how much is that one? That one's $37. These are great. And then Fat Loss Fast 3 is the kickstart to alternate day fasting. When someone buys one of these ebooks, is it like a PDF downloadable thing that you can yes. see on your phone? Are there videos included? Um, I'm working on right now creating the video version kickstart to my intermittent fasting and flexible dieting home workout program. Very exciting. Okay, so now... 
you're a dentist and you're going to the office and you need to be there five days a week or so it seems. And you start creating these products and offering them for sale just 13 months ago. At what point do you say to yourself, holy cow, this is kind of something? It's, it's kind of uh, interesting how I'm actually more successful doing this than I was doing dentistry full time. Like financially, you mean? Yeah. No way. Can you believe that? I can, but I don't think the average person get, gets that. Like, you're selling an ebook, sharing with people your research, your guidance, your expertise on something that was a passion, a hobby, yet you went to dental school and most people graduate with, you know, heaps and piles of debt. But yet we just, I, you know, I just, I want people to realize that the stories we tell ourselves sometimes hold us hostage. And you don't, you didn't quit being a dentist. You just said, you know, let me just try this on the side. Yeah. And I love the story of growing something that you're very passionate about without, there's no risk. You're still a dentist. There's no risk, but it certainly is fun yeah. and rewarding. And, you know, I can always, I'm maintaining the license. I'm still practicing episodically and I always have that to fall back on. But it sure was fun doing the I told you dance. The I told you so <laughs> dance to my mom and dad. <laughs> okay, so like, you know, was there a moment when you said, oh, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you guys, like, did you hit a certain dollar amount? Like, yeah, what I was it? My, I showed my dad and his eyes popped. Hmm. And wow. that's when we started to realize, you know, anything's possible if you're willing to work. But one thing I want to make clear is that because this is my passion, I don't view it as work. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't. Is there a certain point at which you feel that it might be, I don't know, costing you money to continue to practice as a dentist? It does. That's why I've had to cut back on some of my days in the office just because, as you know, you know what it's like to to run this type of a business and it does require a lot of your time. I mean, I'm still a pretty new business, so I'm still doing a lot of this myself. I do all the customer service, the graphic design, the editing, um, everything that's happening with the website and the back end. I do everything. To take time out to go to the office, mm -hmm. you can imagine, you know, mm -hmm. you check your email when you get back and it's like, the whole world is falling apart. You need a virtual assistant. I need to start delegating. And I've, I've listened to a lot of your lectures on that as well. And that's one thing I need to work on because I have a hard time letting go. Mm -hmm. A really hard time. I need advice from you on that. Have you gone through Smart Success yet? I've watched your four tutorials on it. Okay. Well, as my gift to you, I'm going to make you a student of Smart Success because this will solve all your problems. Oh, I would love, yep. love, love that. Consider it done. Thank you. I'm going to ask you an uncomfortable question, and I want you to answer it as honestly as possible. Okay. Is there a part of you that continues to practice dentistry because it's more fun to say, I'm a dentist or my daughter is a dentist? <sighs> okay. You're probably one of the only people I'm telling the truth to, and now everybody can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it out of guilt. It's, it's guilt because of all the years, you know, my parents put me through school, mm -hmm. and it's what I was supposed to do. And I know how many years I put into studying to do it. I know how many people would give their, their eye teeth to get into dental school. I was one of six people who got into dental school from out of province at McGill. Wow. I mean, to get into dental school... I mean, I had to do the dad. I had to. I had to have like a four GPA. I remember how hard I worked to do that. So to just say like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's, I, it's guilt. It's honesty, though. 
I appreciate that. Uh, I, f- I can feel that and I, I know what you mean. And it's... I love the art and science of dentistry. I love interacting with the patients. But it's not necessarily my true passion. It's just one thing in life that maybe I was destined to do. And I believe it's part of my journey because without the academic background from physio and dentistry, I never would have had the ability to analyze studies, read the literature and put everything together into a program or just to even be able to communicate and write the way that I do. I wouldn't have been able to do that without the academic background that I have. For example, the reason how this relates to what you're doing today, when I look at an ebook that's priced at $49 and it's written by a doctor and I know it includes research, like to me, I'm paying that all day long because I've purchased too many things online where I think this is bogus. This isn't someone who really knows how to evaluate research and to report clinical studies. Like for me, your background, it lends credibility and lends value to anything you've written. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. But I think it's also important that people understand that I'm one of the people who competed nine times and afterwards I blew up and gained 20 pounds. They called it metabolic slowdown or metabolic damage. And no matter what I did, I was spinning my wheels, getting nowhere fast, and I could not lose the weight. Mm. And I felt like a slave to the gym. I felt like a slave to meal plans. And I was constantly hungry. And so this is my true story of how I overcame that situation, was able to reclaim my schedule, my sanity, and my physique. So I really hope that people also take into consideration that this is actually something that I do. It's Mm -hmm. worked for me. It's changed my life. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about sharing this program. As a dentist, I mean, you you don't have to know much about marketing your stuff online and that, that I think for so many people scares them about starting an online business. And I, you know, I encourage people to do that before you need a business and before you even really know like what it is, because there's so much potential there and it's so fun. And, and by the time you actually do need it, it's really cool if it, you've already figured some of this stuff out. But can you share with me some of the things that you're like, I had no clue how to do this or that? Okay, so in dental school, they teach you nothing about how to run a business. And the Mm -hmm. irony is that your success with dentistry is actually contingent on your ability to market yourself as a business. So it's very true. Obviously, your bedside manner is important. If you can't market yourself, then I think that's problematic. And I think it's funny now that I've done your Marketing Impact Academy course, if I were to actually, say, open up my own practice, things would be very different now. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the gal who I used to love her doing my nails, she basically did the stuff that we teach in Marketing Impact, but applied it to her nail salon. And the only big, huge bummer about that is her business got so wildly popular just using Instagram that she sold it like three months later. And I'm like now, well, who am I supposed to go to to get my nails done? I don't like (laughs) That's hilarious. But yeah, it does work for brick and mortar. And I think that's the thing people miss is that you know, like what you're doing online, we just kind of teach you a better way for people to find you. Exactly. And I mean, that's just not something that was ever taught in dentistry. And, you know, I mean, when you go into the fitness business, that's not taught. Like they don't teach you that when you do your NASM certification or your ACE certification. So you just don't know these things. What was one of the things that you um, was most surprising for you that's made a big difference in building your email list, or finding new customers? I have to say, learning how to 
target the perfect customer. That's what's made the biggest difference for me. That was my biggest aha moment. And I learned that from you in your course. It's as simple as just using, you know, hashtags, targeting an audience properly when you're doing Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And then you can really customize who your audience is. Mm -hmm. What I think is so incredibly appealing about you is your your you. And I'm going to encourage everybody, I'm going to put the links in my show notes to some of my favorite video episodes, especially the ones with you and your adorable mom. <laughs> She's hilarious. Can she come and stay with me for like a week? Uh, of course. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, but I just watched one video and I'm already hooked. I already like you. I already trust you. I already know you're real and you're honest. So for me... That's the piece I want people to realize. Nobody's looking for professional and polished and perfect anymore because like we we assume there's something you're hiding. And so like the more real you are, like the more quirky, the more whatever, even people who are not comfortable on camera, like just say that and and be real. And the the more we do that, we've got really good radar. We're all worried we're going to be scammed. We all worry that, you know, somebody's going to take advantage of us. So the quicker we can realize this person is real and we all have a certain level of radar, the faster we get to the place where I know you, I like you, I trust you, I'm doing business with you. Exactly. And you do a great job of that. Are you a different person when you are practicing dentistry? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, when my boss watches me, because he knows who I really am. <laughs> so when he watches me in the operatory and I step out and dismiss the patient, he looks at me and he's like, I seriously need to give you an Academy Award for your performance in the operatory. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but those are both pieces of you, right? Absolutely. I mean, as I told you before, I had a hard time letting go of that personality because I thought that's that's just the way I've always been trained to be, super professional. I come from a very professional family. Oh, except for my mother. I think you've seen her. <laughs> that explains it. She's professional fun. <laughs> what is that? Is that a, a baby crying in the background? That's my cat, Taz. He's famous. Uh, that's Taz making that noise? Yes. My cat appears in all of my workout videos. He's always lying belly up. What is, what is he doing right now? Uh, he just needs attention. That's all. Well, for the love of God, throw him a catnip or something. I thought some I thought somebody was dying in the background. No, he always whenever I'm on Skype calls or phone calls, he starts to scream bloody murder. That is like a child. They it's just, exactly like a child. They wait till you're on the phone. What's up, Dad? <laughs> Your story's inspirational. And the the piece of it that I think people need to take away from this is there was no risk. There it's something that you can do on the side. The, Thirteen months later. Your income from your hobby, your passion, this thing that was fun for you has now surpassed your professional income as a dentist. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool to have. I mean, to have that kind of option, to have that kind of choice, people sh would kill for that. And Sarah, I don't mean this in any way to be a dismissive, but it's not that there's something incredibly special about you. It's that you you went for it. Exactly. I didn't know anything about running a business. I just said to myself, I don't know what I'm doing. I know this is what I want to do. And so I need to find the tools to get me there. And that's where you came into play. You are rad. And just so that I can um, like tell everyone, okay, put your little computers down because I know everyone's emailing me right now and saying, can you have her back on to talk about intermittent fasting? So I'll just ask you right now, can we do another show specifically about intermittent fasting? Absolutely. I would love to do that. It's such a hot 
topic, especially with the health benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about it, but I still have more questions. And I have so many from our listeners who are trying to figure out how to make this work for them. And I I know you've got a really cool approach to it. So we'll just tease it at that and promise people that we will have you back on to talk about intermittent fasting. Absolutely. And just so you know, my mother and father are now doing intermittent fasting as well. And my mom lost 20 pounds and has kept it off for a year. No way. She's 67 years old and she's 5'6 and 120 pounds. Wow. My dad lost 30 pounds and his asthma went away. What? This is awesome. Just some of the health benefits right there. Where can they get your, because I know you have a free tutorial, so where can they find that? Well, you taught me to create domain names <laughs> that point to the lead pages that That's take them right. to the freemium. So <laughs> it's called startfastingtoday.com because, well, you're going to start fasting today. Startfastingtoday.com. Sarah, what an opportunity for people to hear your story today. Thank you so much for inspiring others to follow their passion, to live their dreams, and that it's possible in such a short period of time. You are awesome. Oh, thank you. And thank you for helping me realize that this is a possibility. So cool. I hope you found inspiration in that story. There's so many things that we can talk about. Like, number one, the things that we do because we believe it's expected of us or that sometimes we do out of guilt, feeling that we're going to let somebody else down or, or that they've gone out of their way to help us and support us and We start living our lives and spending hours, days, years doing something that we're just not crazy about doing. I mean, there's that piece to the story. There's the piece to the story that anyone can learn how to improve their business. Even if Sarah had decided that what she was really passionate about was root canals, just by learning to attract better customers, I don't mean better customers, customers who are better fit, every one of you can be happier in the line of work that you're doing if if you like who you're working with every single day and you like what you're doing. This week has been all about celebrating my students, students of Marketing Impact Academy. And yeah, obviously, it's been good for me too because I, I want you to know that this stuff works or I wouldn't be talking about it. But truly and honestly, what makes me so proud is that people have choice. And I want you to hear these stories and know that you have choice. We are in a very special moment. This is like a moment. It's one of those things where we're going to look back and say, do you remember in 2014 and 2015 when you can start a website for like five bucks? And people will laugh and go, man, yeah, I should have got into it then. It's those people who are like, I wish I bought Apple stock back when it was a dollar. That's going to happen. We're going to look back on these years. And those of you who think it requires something special or that you're not cut out to start your own online business or that you're very happy and content doing what you're doing, that's fine. I just don't want you to have any regrets. Sarah had no idea this was going to take off in the way that it has. And that's not to say that everybody's business will. But a program like the Marketing Impact Academy, I have designed to help people avoid spending years and years and years being frustrated trying to build something online. Depending on when you're listening to this message, we may have already closed registration. Nonetheless, it's something that we open up every year, and that gives you plenty of time to think about it if you've already missed our deadline. All you have to do is visit marketingimpactacademy.com to learn more. And if registration is closed by entering your email address, you'll be first to be notified next year. Listen, you have it in you. You have greatness within you. I would love to help you. 
In the meantime, why don't you scroll through the Shaleen Show episodes and see if there's one you haven't listened to yet. Oh, and hey, by the way, if no one's had a chance to tell you this yet, let me be the first. You have a great smile and a really cute butt. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.